Welcome to the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that had a beard and nipples. Welcome in to the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that is always, I mean always, he means always, she means always, they mean always, you mean always, an instant classic. Did he do it? Hey, We will see you on the flippity-dippity. Oh, yeah. What's going on, good people? Back at it again. The Another first one will question. always be better. I, I, I literally, way too long I, for an intro. I literally have no. It's not. How is that way too long? Explain. It's too long. Explain. Explain how. How is that too long? It's how too long. we have we have an hour. And Welcome half. to the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that had a beard and nipples. See, it's short. It's simple. It gets to the point. You know what? You know what? F- forget to you. Forget to you. <laughs> forget to you. Um, we're gonna talk about the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards. I I've always wondered this though. Like, why do they do it when they do it? Like, why at this random point in the year they're like, you know what? Because they're dumb. Because I mean, it's literally July. Like. It's not like it's like, oh, right after Mania, you know, end of the wrestling year or something. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just, oh, there we go. I hear him. Just a random time of the year. I don't get it. Anyway, what's going on, good people? Uh, We're going to talk about the uh, Meltzer Awards or the uh, Wrestling Observer. What did you say? No, the AEW Awards. The AEW Awards, yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, those DJ here. Casey is over there, uh, you can't see him. Adam is down there, you can't see him. Uh, see me, which you know, you can't see me. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about these these here awards and see what you guys what you guys thought. What you guys thought? Kind of. We might give a couple of our own individual like who we thought you know should have been you know should have won these awards. Uh, we might not do it for all of them, but I guess we'll because some of these are. We gonna do all of them. No, no. Let's let's just start with the big Kahuna, right? The big, uh, the big tuna. The the big. I don't have any more words. Uh, let's start with wrestler of the year, which I feel like Kenny won it last year, right? Of course he did. You got to start small and work up. What you doing? No, we start with the big tuna. Start with you. You can't blow yeah. your load right in the beginning the, of the show. The, we got to start with the smallest manager there ever was. Let's start with C.R. O'Malley, uh, not manager of the year, right? No. Manager of the century. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, so, wrestle of the year was Kenny Omega with. Yeah, I think he wrestled half of the year. I think 37. That was five, what I five, thought when five, I saw that. I'm like, wait a minute. He's been injured since like last year. Earlier. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, um, and I don't know. Like, it's confusing because it's like, is it for this year so far? Is it this? This is as a, this is for for twenty twenty one. But to your point, yes, it doesn't make any sense that they have. It's it's like the baseball draft. They have it at the All Star break. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. And I want to preface this too. Yes, this is from fan voting. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. I'm sure. Um, so, like, for example, Kenny Omega um, had 3755. Roman Reigns had 1636, which I do think it's kind of ridiculous that that would be the discrepancy in that. This is probably the best run of Roman. I mean, it's definitely the best run of Roman Reigns' career. And you're trying to tell me he wasn't within a sniff of Kenny Eight Belts Omega? Like, I don't necessarily feel that way. But anyway, uh, Danielson was on. Was was fourth. Um, Punk was on this list. Mox um, was last, I think, in the in the running. Yeah, Mox was on the list. He was last. Page was eighth out of the the ten. I mean, Which I, shouldn't be I, he shouldn't be listed at all. But they <laughs> reason. I I feel like uh, I mean, if we're gonna go off the votes that the that were received, I, I would give it to Reigns over over uh, over Omega just for having one of the best runs of the year. I mean, Omega had a good little heel, you know chicken sheet heel type run uh and i mean but i mean he beat it it felt like i mean and i and i I think that's the point of a heel too but it just if uh, i don't know if he necessarily elevated other guys as opposed to he just beat other guys um like i'm i'm gonna be frustrated about this this title run and i know it's not champion of the year and i get that but i want to be frustrated about this title run specifically because he won the impact title and then they 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 buried impact the, uh, the entire way through. Like I was mm-hmm. like, in fact, why did you even sign up for this? Why, <laughs> what, what was the point for you guys here? Uh, but yeah, I just, <laughs> I, I think <laughs> Kenny lost the impact title. Oh, who from TNA won the title? <laughs> Nobody did. It was Christian. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's uh yeah. I just, nah, uh, I don't think Kenny deserves the, Put this in perspective, too, because you mentioned that he had a heel run. I would like to ask, I mean, because this is not a Kenny problem, too. This is this is people that are trying to be heels as a whole. What part of Kenny was really a heel other than he just had Don Callis and he cheated every once in a while? Other than that, he wrestles the same. He doesn't. His promos are are no different. Oh, uh, you make you make no good and awkward. Exactly. I like to bid you adieu, goodbye, and good night. Bang. <laughs> Callus, if if Callus would just talk for him, which he did mostly, but if he just did the the, the predominantly the talking, I think it would it would level up a little bit more. But yeah, but just as a whole, I mean. Personally, if you give my wrestler of the year, it was it was Roman. Hands down, bar none, best business, best promos, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, Roman literally like reinvigorated his career with this run. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. I mean, because I mean, I'm not saying we've seen like Pete Kenny or anything like that. But I mean, I'm just feel I just feel like it was a typical Kenny Omega run. Right. Like beats everybody, wins all the belts. You know, like, just, oh, we love Kenny so much. Let's just make him wrestler of the year. Which, speaking of Danielson, he finally won his own award. Yeah. 
There's been, yeah. been Brian Danielson Award forever, and I think he's yeah, up until this year he had never won it. <laughs> um, y'all got any thoughts on Wrestler of the Year, Kenny Omega, or who you think should have been Wrestler of the Year, uh, and why Casey feels like it should have been Curry Man? First of all, it should have been Danhausen. Absolutely not. Mute him. Should have been Danhausen. It should have been Danhausen and Orange Cassidy together. Dan Cassidy. Dustin, it's, it's the Orange Cassidy talk- talked about this morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh Justin in the group chat. It's it's like that's feud of the year right there. Um <laughs> and, and Justin versus Wait, the chat. Is, is is there an award for no show of the year? Because Justin would have won that. <laughs> um let's hop down to tag team of the year. The young books won it. <laughs> The issue is, and my issue is, I don't even hate the Young Bucks by no means, but I what do. did they do? I, I, what did I also they do? What What did they do to deserve Tag Team of the Year credentials? Like, like uh, I mean, geez, that's what they did. I mean, geez, I feel like even though I was kind of up and down about RK Bro the whole year. I liked them at least. Like I was like at least interested in what they were gonna do. Um, like well, I, I, they I were. Mean, cons- I would say. Yeah, I would say. I would say. Okay, bro, on that one. Well, no, for me, for me, it's FTR. Because like, here's the thing: the non-observer readers, the and the general, the general public, they made FTR the best tag team in the world. Consistently having the, the best matches, you know, et cetera, et cetera. What they did with the Briscoes, I'll even put the Bucks over. You know, my I forget what match of the year was. I think it was Kenny and Page for the title, which was a laugh riot. It was oh, it was fine, but I wasn't like, oh my. No, God. that was a match of the year was Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros at All Out, and then Feud of the Year was Omega and Hangman. That's right. That's right. Well, for me, me. match of the year was Briscoes versus FTR, you know, hands down. And the the our our classic line honorable mention FTR versus the Young Bucks on Dynamite. So I I think that's FTR Young Bucks two. Incredible, incredible. But again, it's it's the same. It's the same thing each year. It's we like the Young Bucks. We like the young bucks, and, and there's just no no other way around it. And and they're getting pissed that FTR is getting more over than they are, whether they want to admit it or not. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, if wrestling in 2022 could be booked properly, would be a great feud, like a great like that's the storyline right there, right? Like. You know, we were bigger than you. We were the bigger tag team. You know, you were in this second-rate developmental, whatever you want to say, right? And then have FTR be like, well, we came into your house, and we're more popular than you are. Like, the feud writes itself. I don't, I don't just... Well, real quick, did you, see what, did you see what Kevin Nash 
or the report of apparently what Kevin Nash said to Shawn Michaels when he visited the performance center? No. Yeah, he, he, uh, Nash Nash said, like, you got to tell these guys to slow the fuck down. And Michaels said, and, and I, I get what Michaels said to a degree, but he says, like, man, that's not the style anymore. People right. just want to, see, want to see high spots and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And Nash said, looked at him and said, bullshit. <laughs> and he, he went through these various points and said, give me any FTR match over the Young Bucks any day of the week. Mm-hmm. I, I watched something about, because Nash was talking about how he's worked with Omos and, uh, at the Performance Center from time to time. Um, and he was, he was kind of like hinting to that point, like not with Omos, but just in general, um, you know, they're just trying to do too much. Like he was talking about why heels aren't heels nowadays or something like that. Um, I, I just have to add my two cents in there because from a bunch of veterans that I've learned from and that I've talked to, you, you, you need psychology wise and for your fan base, you need to slow down from what they do. And, and I, I've brought this up on the podcast before, but you need to slow down so that people can process what is happening. Right? You do a big move, you pause and you slow down so they can process that big move. Because if you just do a big move and then immediately into something else, that big move just meant nothing because you immediately went into something else. Yeah. And that's most, especially on the Indies, that's most matches. It's like, you don't remember, you know, match three from match seven, because they're all copy and paste. They're all, you know, flip flips, suicide dive, high spot, blah, blah, blah. There's no storytelling. And as for heels, the problem is everyone wants to be the cool heel. Everyone wants to be the likable heel, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I can kind of understand it because um, my buddy and I were having this conversation. It's like back in the day, you know, heels didn't sell merch because you're, you're the money that you made. It was either from the promoter or, your opponent would give you a certain percentage of what they made on their merch, you know, because it was, it was really kayfabe back then. You weren't going to go out and mingle with the fans because you were a heel. Yeah. People don't do that anymore. So you have to like people, guys don't want to be that real heel because they want to make money. They want to go out and they want to sell t-shirts and it, and partially they have to, because a lot of places you're not getting paid. Um, and if you are, you're you're not getting paid a lot. So it's like, I can kind of see both sides. I wish we could go back to when heels could really be heels. But that's just, and again, that kind of goes a little bit towards what Sean was saying. Like, that's just not how the business is anymore. But I do think they need to slow down in matches and let the fans really process what is going on. Well, and I think too, like one of the things that drives me crazy sometimes is like when you have the perfect way to end a match and then you just keep going. 
and keep going yeah and keep going in the match like like i'm like that should that should be the finish right there that's that's good like oh snap okay like and i'm all for a good false finish but sometimes it's just overkill right sometimes it's like goodness like like that should have been the end of the match 10 moves ago why why are we yeah. why are we still going we're trying to one up uh this that and the third instead of just finishing the match where the match should have been finished yeah that's why fight forever is the stupidest chant in 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 wrestling fight forever why like did did you bring a sleeping bag are you gonna take a nap in between i mean mean, and it was it was cool the first time it happened right because it's a new chant cool but then now it's like Everything has to be fight forever. Every every match yeah. is worthy of fight forever. Everything you can you can have a card where you start off with a hot match and you get the crowd going, but then get yeah, then then you got to bring them down a little bit. Whatever you can't you can't show them everything from the first three matches because then how how do you how do you build from that? And it's more than just follow that. Well, no shit, asshole. We can't follow that because you just did everything under the sun. What am I supposed to do? Bring out a bazooka? Yeah. And when, like, I I think for the Fight Forever chant, it, it can only be used in, like, a really intense, like, blow off to a feud, or if you're doing, like, an Iron Man match, or, you know, Last Man Standing match. Then you can, you know, fight forever. Okay, I can, I can, I can take that. But if it's just a random tag team match on Dynamite, why are you chanting fight forever? I want this match to end, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, match of the year was Young Bucks versus Lucha Rose, which I felt was at all out, which I felt was a good match. But I think if I gotta go back to 2021 i'm thinking of uh one of the many josh alexander versus tjp matches uh for the exhibition championship i i when i was trying to watch impact consistently at that point in time like that was always josh alexander's just a sin speaking of guys who probably could be uh wrestler of the year uh a, a guy who i mean i doesn't get like the publicity per se because it's impact but um a guy who really, I think, truly in, in 2021, which feels like forever, forever, forever from forever from now, uh, easy for me to say, um, feels like a guy who really took, you know, that next step. He went from being in one of the top tag teams, I felt like, with the North, with Ethan Page, and then ended up being a guy who was, uh, you know, world champion and even the crazy finally gets the world championship and then they cut the rug up under him with Moose cashing in the little, uh, what was it? What is it called? I forget Feast what it fired, is. I think Gauntlet money for the gold, Gauntlet for the gold or Feaster fired or whatever it's called. But, uh, but, uh, <laughs> good, good, good stuff. <laughs> um, but I mean, that, that, that was a good one for me. Um, I, I felt like I'm trying to think if there's any there. Any, I mean, the crazy part is like, and I'm just looking at like a list of matches that just because like, I mean, why they did this at this time frame, I'll never understand because 2021 was forever ago. Um, I, but I was looking like was Adam Cole year, versus Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Like, 
that that was one that I forgot about actually, uh, which is what Takeover thirty six. Um, yeah, yeah but that that was Takeover. Yeah, Roll, uh, Rollins and Cesaro at, uh, at Mania was good, and of I, course, like I mean, probably the one I even would probably put over Alexander and TJP, Sasha and Bianca was last uh, last year, wasn't it? The main event of WrestleMania. Who's that? About that? Was that Sasha versus uh? Sasha and Bianca was yeah it was Mania last year. Yeah, which I mean, if we're talking, if we're actually talking 2021 in July of 2022, um, <laughs> I feel like you know uh, that that was that you know that was a good one too. Um, but y'all y'all got thoughts on uh mat, match of the year, potential matches well, of the year? Like, Do you agree with the kind of fine, but I just look at like. I'm trying to think back of, of everything, of you know, everything last year. But I, I, I said, whether it was last year into this year, like I said, Briscoe's FTR at that Ring of Honor show. Yeah, yeah, that would be for me, too. Yeah. The feud of the year, I have Jericho versus Jesse Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, on that, I put MJF versus Punk. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally still like FTR versus more. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Feud of the Year was MJF versus Punk. I think we've been waiting on it. Is, is there um, promos of the year? Because Mark Briscoe, just Mark Briscoe. <laughs> and uh, I believe MJF was promo of the year. But if I would get an honorable mention, it would be to the the, the chicken himself. <laughs> I the English language. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I saw something about uh, Excalibur getting best announcer again. Um, okay. Okay. Let me. Let, I, I let me. Let, let me polish this. When up. it's obviously Pat McAfee, by the way. Well, no. Like for me, just for straight up, like like calling a wrestling match, a wrestling show, up until the time that they they went under per se, and he's been used here and there, whatever. Though I put Ia Riccoboni. He is yeah. He, the priests, I think, are are a a, a great pair. Um, I the worst just just for to be uh, spiteful, whatever. Those Excalibur, and again, it's not just to be contrarian. Like for me, the reasons behind it is that yes, he can call the moves, but I'm getting sick and tired of him presenting everything as if everybody knows what what said move is and who this person debuting is. You know, him and Shivani losing his mind, and I put Shivani in that category too. I put Excalibur slash Shivani. Because Shivani gives absolutely nothing to the television show. And I I love Tony. I love Tony. I, I grew up with him watching, you know, him on Nitro, this, that, and the other. He gives absolutely nothing to that broadcast. And him being a stick man, he's useless because he'll ask a question and the guy will take the microphone away from him and then he just sits there in the corner. When, if you're not going to let the guy do his job, there's only like two guys that actually let him do it, and that's uh, Christian and Punk, then don't put him in there. Do not put him in well, there. <clears throat> well, and for as for that, because I, you know, I've had that happen, like where, you know, the heel will take away the, the microphone from the backstage announcer. 
if that happens, <laughs> if that happens, it should only be maybe once a show, and it should be one of the heels, not every single heel. And if it happens, the announcer or the the interviewer should get out of the frame because then you're like, why are you still standing there? You should be intimidated. You should be. Because these are the quote-unquote superstars. These are the larger-than-life guys. You're just the guy holding the microphone. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Tony Schiavone. I don't care, you know, your job is to then just move out of the way. Go. You did your job. Go. Now the camera is focused on the heel. That's it. I, I was going to say, too, sorry, guys, I got uh, uh, baited into a bad face tattoo video. Uh, that was The thumbnail was a really bad face is, tattoo, and I had to click on it. Had to. Is there um, such thing as a good face tattoo? <laughs> no. Uh, but I was I was going to say, too, another guy who I think deserves I mean, a lot of credit for the past, what, year and a half uh, that he's had is Michael Cole, um, a guy who's been ragged on for, what, years and years and years now. But it's, it feels like he kind of got his passion back a little bit with McAfee by his side. Um, if you hear him, like, just talk about McAfee a little bit, it's interesting to to hear kind of their relationship and, like, how he how he has, like, kind of, like, given him a little bit more of that oomph that he needed a little bit, I think. Um, I mean, I, I think I think just to, just to hear him kind of – be like passionate and almost like young again, you know, not, I mean, he's still, he's still a little robotic. I mean, but I mean, that's WWE for you. Uh, I don't know if I'd put him at, you know, commentator of the year, but if I can put a guy that's like most improved, I think, you know, I think uh, Michael Cole deserves a lot of credit. Well, I would just, I would just say too, with, with Cole, I mean, you don't get that chair. <clears throat> you don't get that chair unless you're, you know, and, and yes, I understand this is WWE, unless you're good to some degree. Cole's not great, but he sells what WWE is trying to sell to the public, you know, to, to the wrestling fans. He's been doing it now for, like, God, 20-plus 20, you know, years. And I understand, like, again, he's, he's a meme, he's a punchline, all that stuff. I get it. I would rather listen to Michael Cole than listen to him scream, boss time, or it's the it's big boss dog. Blah, blah, blah. Rather listen to that than Excalibur give this convoluted long name for an arm drag. Yeah. For God's sakes. And and here's the other thing on that list. Worst announcer, Corey Graves. I'm sorry. False. False. I mean, again, to all kidding aside, I just I just wish Excalibur A would lose the mask and B just again talk to them as if this is somebody watching the program for the first time. But again, <laughs> Sorry, well, I just saw that Nick Gage won PWI Indie Wrestler of the Year. Stupid. That's hilarious. But, but, but just real quick, Corey Graves, again, is another one. He's not great, but he fits WWE style. And I understand, you know, he tries to be Jesse Ventura. He tries to be Bobby the Brain, blah, blah, blah. I th- I think he is a solid announcer. Yes, sometimes he, he's a, another one that gets a little little redundant, whatever, though. But, again, I'd rather listen to him to Excalibur. Sorry. Well, the thing with Excalibur, and it's not even just him, if you notice a lot of guys in AEW who 
haven't learned how to work on a national stage. They don't know because, and we've talked about this before. At this point, you're trying to get casual fans in on your program. You want to get new faces. You, Yes, you want to cater to the hardcore fans, of course, obviously. They're the ones that are always going to be there for you. But you want to build up your audience. You can't do that, you know, if you're acting like all the fans know everything. Because they don't. And I don't think he understands that. I don't think he gets that, like, bro... This isn't this isn't PWG anymore. This isn't an indie show anymore. You are on a national stage, like you're on a national, you know, broadcasted television show. You have to explain to people who these people are. Explain this move. Hell, you can even go into you know explaining why you would do this move here. Cool, I'm cool with that. But you don't need to do the convoluted, you know, names and stuff like that. We don't care that, you know, it's a, you know, Fujiwara armbar or blah, 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 whatever. Or 97. Yeah, like, if it's an armbar, just say it's a fucking armbar. If, you know, if it's a suplex, just say it's a suplex. You don't need to... We're not all, like, everyone watching the show isn't an expert in pro wrestling. Some people are just trying to, you know, gauge if they like the show or not. Well, not only that, like, okay, okay like an example, uh, Baron Corbin, his move, Deep Six, he does it, it's unique, it's different, you get it. Yeah. But again, someone throwing a reverse suplex, or again, or Texas Cloverleaf, figure four, like that, it's just that, it's not the... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I I got two more points I wanted to talk about and then if y'all got anything else to say feel free. Um but I saw Jade Cargill won rookie of the year, which I think is a decent one. I would I, I would still I, give it to Braun Breaker. I, I still don't like her. Again, she's still I, I I would say an acquired taste, but they at least treat her like a champion. That she mm-hmm. goes in and she and she just beats people. She's still not great in the ring, but I do, I do the aura of her. They, they are, they are treating her special. They still have a long way to go, but they, they're at least protecting her properly. What were you saying, Casey? But the problem is they're not protecting her where they need to, which is in the ring. That's true. That's like true. Again, again, like I said, I saw that thrust kick that she did a couple weeks ago. Didn't yeah. even come fucking close at all. That you can't do that. Yeah, she gave Thunder not Thunder Rose, but she gave somebody her finish from the second rope that yeah. that kind of kind of like uh Beth Phoenix's move. Oof. <laughs> maybe maybe we build to that. And she is getting trained like like before like the doors open on stuff. She's like working in the ring with with Brian Danielson. You'd think you'd get a just, just a little, just a little better. No, but I, I would agree with that. They're not, they're not protecting her in the rings. That's why, if, if even if it is a name per se, just again, five six minutes and just beat him. Get in, get out. I think, but I think too, like that's the hard part because they had like they pushed her so high, you, <laughs> taking her away would almost like kill all of her momentum. Like 
Um, and that's kind of like it's the double edged sort of it. You want to push this, you know, new Not athletic. Necessarily. No, I, you just, I mean, I you just book her as like, oh, she can beat so and so in like three minutes, in two minutes, whatever. Yeah, but I'm saying like she's at the disadvantage of having to be on live TV every week too. Um, where she's not like in development or she's not on the indies or whatever, where she can kind of either hide that stuff or like gradually get better. Like it's right in front of her eyes every single week. And she's not only that, she's the champion on top of that. So like there's an expectation we have of her, but if she's not ready for the expectation, I mean, I think that's a booking issue too. Well, even there, I would, I would book it like this. I would, since she's a heel, I would have her come out, with her manager, because doesn't she still have a manager? That's yeah, it was fake lawyer Mark Sterling, but now yeah. he, uh, now she has uh, Noah. Ha- um, um, whoever she has, I would have them come out and, and do the typical heel. Okay, you know I've beat all these people. You don't have anything for me. I'm gonna come back when you have a suitable opponent for me. That's how you write her off TV. That's how you explain why she's not gonna be there every week. And you can still film like vignettes and stuff yeah. like that. Yes. And have those every week. You don't have to have yeah. her on TV every week. You don't. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. That have her have her at the club, show her that she's spending money like you know, like a crazy yeah. person, whatever though. You know, living living the high life. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I think too, like, you know, kind of like on that point, like, you know, have her come back once a month or so, like have her training, of course. Uh, but have her come back and have a match maybe like once a month and, you know, continue that cycle on and on and on. Um, and I guess that's hard too. Cause I mean, people cry and complain about uh, people not being on TV. So that would be the, I, I maybe, maybe that's something they thought about and they're like, they knew they would get pushed back from it. So they decided to just push it as heavy as they can, like quick as possible uh that was that's the one thing i can think of because i mean i think that's a good idea casey uh but i think at the same time like people complain so i mean people complain about roman being off tv for a month or whatever it was people Um, complain about everything anyway yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah well i mean again again but when when tony khan compared her run goldberg-esque i did a spit take (laughs) sorry (laughs) Like one, don't put that type of weight on on Jade's shoulders, and plus, I, I'm sorry, not comparable. Goldberg drew money. Yeah, like again, you can say he was this, that, and the other in the ring. The motherfucker drew money. I, I yeah. and like, and even though we don't want him to come back, if Goldberg came back for a big show and he was on the marquee. There's a chance I would buy a ticket to see that match. I would yeah. not. I would not buy a ticket just to see Jade Cargill. I wouldn't. No. Like she's not. She's not a draw yet. Nope. At least not for everybody. Yeah. I'm sure there's some people that yeah sure, but and they're trying. They're trying. Yeah. Um, and then I saw. I just saw something here at the bottom. I said uh, when they were talking about the 2010s that. Mania 30 was pay-per-view of the decade. I thought they were good at Mania. I mean, Mania 31. I thought they were good at Mania 30. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, 
I mean. I mean, but I don't know. Like, yeah. But anyway, uh, any final thoughts? Anybody? Yeah. Just, pro- oh wait. Yeah. I mean, a promoter of the year. I definitely I'll give that to Tony Khan. But again, best Booker. It's not Tony Khan. I put for that. Um, pro- <laughs> promotion of the year. I said No Mercy N sixty four. Best weekly show, Stranger Things. <laughs> I agree. Just, again, just because, again, neither neither show has hooked me. And I don't know with this this talk of Raw possibly going back to, you know, TV 14, like for whatever that's worth, which even then me and Casey kind of, I think, well, actually, we all kind of banned that a little bit of, that doesn't mean it's going to be the attitude era. Yeah. And if it, if it just means that guys can like, be a little bit more authentic, you're still going to have the, the silly stuff that they have. I mean, again, it's still a publicly traded company, but if you can let guys just, just be a little bit more of themselves and not be what's her face with the, with, with her damn pajamas and, and, and a pillow uh, and, and maybe stop with the, Creatures flying out of Matt Riddle's ass, stuff like that. Just, just, yeah, yeah, just that's me- the best part of wrestling right now. <laughs> just anyway, and if it, as my main point was, it can't hurt because right now what they're doing, like I keep saying, like who is this appealing to? And their their main audience is people that are that are older. Yeah. You, you need to try to get that, that younger audience in there. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, need to, yeah. you need to get new people watching your show. Otherwise, like, it, it's it's exactly like the, ar- the argument that we always bring up with, like, them always going to their veterans. Great. They're, you know, they're, they're established. That's great. You know, they're going to put on good matches. They're not going to be there forever, though. Like, they're not going to be able to perform forever. Especially same, when you kick them out of their own groups. Yeah, same with uh, same with fans. Yes, you know, your your older demographic is, you know, supports you and is always going to be there. But they're not always going to be there. Yeah. You have to, you have to start building that, that, those new fans, bring new fans in, bring, like, just like us, we weren't always, you know, something, something attracted us to pro wrestling. I don't feel like they're doing that anymore. Yep. All right. Uh, as always, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we'll be back. I did not enjoy at all. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be back for part two with Justin. Oh, wait, he probably won't show up. Um, yeah, but, uh, Welcome to the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that had a beard and nipples. My my bad. I thought. I, my bad. I thought that was the cue. My bad. <laughs> well, by the way, they, like let it, I want the record to be known that Justin says he's a, he does not care about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know. We know. <laughs> he's too busy with the Juggernaut show. Come on, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did some.
somehow that show is going to end up on this feed again. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but uh, as always, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, be sure to listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, and you can also watch us on uh, YouTube and Facebook at times from time to time. But as always, for uh, DJ, who is me, Adam, who is Adam, uh, and <laughs> Casey, who is not C.R. O'Malley. We'll see you guys on the next one. Until next time.